Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Started Up Podcast. Jamal, good morning. Good morning, sir. How are we doing? Oh, you know, as we talked last night, uh, I, I, we were recanting the, the week's events, and uh, I uh, humorously said, you know, I always say opportunities are everywhere, but you don't have to say yes to every opportunity. And you said, that sounds like a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Episode. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're going to start with that. It's um, I, I, I think that um, both of us have had such a April and May it, it's, it's been um, <laughs> you're, you're, yeah. you're heading on that final stretch. You guys have got a lot of work to do a lot of testing. Mm-hmm. Um, we're heading in that final stretch of, you know, we had our regionals Um and really, I think that's that's where, in a lot of ways, uh, I was talking about the opportunities everywhere. We, full disclosure, we in um, April have uh, nine regional events in ten days. Literally, bounce around from city to city and, and get them done. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we're supposed to have this boot camp, and then we're supposed to have our state finals in mid June. In the middle of that, there was an opportunity that presented itself, and I didn't have to say yes, but I did, and mm-hmm. it's going to work out. But it always does. Does it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, you, you know, I'm, I'm. Sometimes it's okay to say no, and 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 I'm glad we said yes in this case. But I've been awfully reflective on mm-hmm. taking on taking on too much. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you've also got a, a background and history on sometimes taking on too much. I I do. Um, I, I'll I'll start my little my little opening with this Steve Jobs um, I read that uh, when he came back to Apple after he got fired from his own company that's crazy by the way yeah after he gets fired from his own company he comes back and this is around the time they started to develop the iPhone uh, they had the, the iPod and um, Steve Jobs had this thing where he was extremely um devoted to having quality for like just one product so if you notice you have three apple products right now that are prominent really you know three and a half you got beats headphones which is that the half they just kind of bought that because it was already thriving you have the apple watch you have the iphone and you have the uh the computers that they have so you got a desktop and you have a laptop but it's essentially the same, just one of the desktop, one's a laptop. I say that to say because Steve Jobs had this thing where he he took pride in the things that his company did did not do, and he felt like the, what they didn't do was more important than what they actually did do. So I I I I, I read that a couple of years ago, and I've tried to incorporate that and take that into consideration because essentially. If you say yes to everything, you say no, or you, you essentially say no to everything because th- there's not enough hours in the day to accomplish what it is that we set out to do when we're overbooked and overstretched. And yes, you know, having stretch goals and doing, you know, one or two things over, but when we just con- continuously say yes. So what I try to do is personally, as I try to um, manage myself, <laughs> Uh, like Steve Jobs, I, I look at what my goals are. I look at um, how I want my future to align, how I want my, I guess, the, the product of me 
to be portrayed in the market. And um, it, it, I'm, I feel now I'm at a point to where uh, what I don't do is just as important as what I do do. I said do do. Yeah, I, I, I think that um, the prioritization, I, I, the fear of missing out. So I like, I'm not sure how many of our listeners are Enneagram people, but uh, there is one particular personality type that doesn't like to miss out on anything. They love to sh- say yes to all shiny objects. And, um, and I am self-aware of that. And uh, I still catch myself still. Like I'll head into a meeting and then I'll know that I'll meet with a special interest group or I'll meet with a, um, another you know, organization or a nonprofit. And I know that they'll want something out of me. And I'm like, mm-hmm. like, I don't have the time. I don't have the time. I don't have the time. Hey, Don, here's an opportunity. Will you help us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, and one is, is partly because uh, of I, I, I just, I've got a pleasing nature, but two, I love that brainstorm and that challenge and that what ifs and that yes ands. Um, and in some ways, like, you know, that, uh, what is that old mantra? You know, sometimes when you're on the end of your days, you'll be, uh, you'll be more disappointed on the risks that you didn't take mm-hmm. than the risks that you did. Okay. Not me, <laughs> not me. <laughs> uh, so yeah. And, and, and so I guess in a way, yeah, like I'm pleased that yeah, I'm saying yes to a lot, but you know, I'm now saying yes for more than one person. I, you know, hopefully not driving my team too nuts um, and, and being on the road. And then quite frankly, though, I, I do. I usually go back and say, uh, you know, to our team, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. I haven't fully committed. Um, so I've, I've, I've got that going for me. But no, it's, um, it's, I actually even made a post almost for myself. Um, cause I, I think mm-hmm. I, I said in one of these episodes, I do a three, two, one video about every two weeks. I just have mm-hmm. all these videos that I send on private to myself on YouTube. So I, I mm-hmm. every two weeks, three, you know, uh, three successes, two failures and one piece of advice I give to my future self. Um, mm-hmm. and, but yesterday I kind of had to say things out loud because in, in a lot of ways I was asking for help. We, we lost a big name speaker for this event. And mm-hmm. uh, I was like, hey, has anybody got me? <laughs> I've got this in Indianapolis <laughs> and has anybody got me? And, and actually, I got right. some good feedback for that. And I, I think that's the other thing is that when, when you do commit to that shiny object, you just go ahead and own it. But then it's okay to ask for some help along the way. Because a lot of times people right. want to take that journey with you. Right. And which, which, which kind of uh, you know, lends itself to stretching yourself. I think, I think understanding the the point of doing too much and then stretching yourself stretching yourself is necessary in order for us to grow it creates the pain and the conflict and all those things it gets us a little bit outside of our comfort zone um and and it's very hard to differentiate and i think that's something that we're that we're all learning uh, right now i think i think it, it, at this stage in our careers. I mean, there, there may be some people who have mastered it, but I mean, it's one of those age old problems that lends itself to what is, what is the balance between my, my, my stretch, stretching myself and doing too much. And I think, I think one thing that um, comes to mind 
for for that is um, you have to consider: do I have the do I have all of the resources to pull this off, or whatever it is? Um, and typically, if you have all the resources to pull it off, and it's just tedious, hard, then you're probably just stretching yourself. But it's when you don't have the resources to pull it off, and you begin to to lose. Um, as a result of it, then you're probably taking on too much. When you start to lose health and finances and relationships, you're doing too much. Yeah, actually, mm. yeah. The, uh, how, how does one acknowledge that to oneself, though? What uh, losing the what when I'm when I'm doing too much? Yeah, or even taking the the, the personal inventory of what you have going for you so you can stretch goal well okay perfect so let's look at it you know like i said you know you you lose finances health and relationships so am i making more money as a result of it okay that's that's a check okay um and is is my relationship with my spouse or you know my significant others my kids or whoever I, i claim that to be has that has that diminished? Has that improved? Or is it the same? Okay. Because it, that's important. Well, and then, and then scrubbing and then scrubbing it against that. Right. Right. And okay. then looking, looking at all of those, looking at all of those factors, if you're stretching yourself and you're making more money <laughs> and you're relating, you still have time to, you know, be with your family and those things, you're not working, you know, late at night. And, um, you're not, you're not deteriorating. It's not killing you, literally killing you. I worked at a job one time, um, and, uh, I developed an ulcer from all of the stress. Um, I, I made a, I made a tiny bit more money, not much, um, tiny. And, uh, my relationship with my family and my health were deteriorating. So I had, I mean, if, if you have three and you get two out of the three, that's a 66% in, you know, in school. If you hit one out of three, that's a 33%. That's an F. Um, and it, and it wasn't worth the stretch. So I had to tell myself like, this is not the right opportunity for me. So I have to then say no. And that's another thing too, knowing when to cut your losses and say, Hey, this opportunity isn't for me. I thought that this was, um, but you know, at the end of this cycle, and, and I always try to give it a, a ending point because, you know, we, we always want to try to finish our commitments out through through that term or whatever that natural stopping point is. Everything has a season. Hey, I'm going to finish out this season, but next season I'm not going to be returning for X, Y and Z because you have to determine when to cut those losses. It becomes a problem when you don't recognize, OK, this is probably not something for me long term. And you stay in something for years and years and years and years and years because that that compound, that stress on, you know, your bridge will eventually cause it to crack. Yeah. Yeah. I was just making sure that we were talking about scrubbing it against it because like, you know, yeah, making more money. Uh, and I uh, and obviously this is what you're talking about, because I've met plenty of people that they don't like their lives ulcers that they don't like their, what they're doing relationships mm-hmm. and, and you know, possibly divorces. Um, Cause they, you, you do, you have to factor all those things. I actually even said like um, they even had a criteria when you're trying to find your perfect job, it was down to three things. It was location, 
um, mm-hmm. pay and job satisfaction. And they're like, you know, you, you normally people can't have all three. Right. It's very rare. A lot of times that perfect job may not be in the, you know, five to seven square mile radius of your house, but it's mm-hmm. a great job and you really enjoy it. Or sometimes it's really close and convenient uh, and, and you like it just the pay's not there, but you're okay. Cause you're like, you know, it's rare to find all three. Um, right. I think in, in, in your list of criteria, it, it is kind of important to as close as you can get to all three. It's, it's not right. always there. Um, no. but I, but I will say this, I mean, like the older I get and I'm getting older, mm-hmm. <laughs> so the older I get, right. um, I I'm really, really seeing how important it is for your satisfaction. I know a lot of people that do not like their life because they Mm -hmm. don't like what they do. They've exchanged Mm -hmm. that for money. Right. And they have stuff, Mm -hmm. but I can tell they don't care about the stuff anymore. Correct. And then I know people that, that I joke or sometimes I jokingly tell Hunter, my next career move is I'm going to be a Walmart greeter. And I'm not joking. I just, I love talking to people. I love saying, (laughs) Hey, I mean, like, I think he's like, no, you'd get bored. Maybe I would, maybe I wouldn't, but uh, I I have a lot of job satisfaction, but I'm not going to lie this year. It took a backseat by not being able to be around people because of COVID. Okay. That's temporary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, um, you know, yes. And you know what, now that I hear myself talk, I, I think sometimes me saying yes to more is that I'm probably just trying to connect with more people. I really right. do. You know, the COVID man, it just like everybody else, the lack of being around people just really after a while got to me. Right. Yeah. And, and I, I think, you know, just taking a pause, a moment to acknowledge um, the the real impact of COVID on our connections and how we operate. COVID has made things a lot more challenging um, than probably what they what they should be. I know, you know, personally for me this year, not only from a court coordinating a school standpoint, um, but just, you know, people having to not be at the school um, and you're not able to, go out and say, I need to go get a kid and, and pull them or, you know, just the basic things that we are accustomed to doing because we get to see people every day. So just acknowledging the fact that, yes, it has been harder, but also within ourselves, acknowledging the fact that um, it has been harder and it's a season and don't, don't, um, do not, uh, I guess, as you're evaluating the things, am I doing too much or, Am I am I not doing am I not doing enough? Um, use uh, allow yourself some grace because COVID has made everything just a little bit harder. COVID within itself has has stretched us. So on a normal year without COVID, the same thing that you would be doing uh, now probably wouldn't be as hard as it is um, maybe in three or four years. But then the good thing is the, the the strength and the resistance that you're facing now in three or four years, like everything else is going to be a breeze. This may be the only time in your life where the concept of it's going to get easier will apply. 
um, because normally it only gets harder and everything is uphill. I feel like we're at the peak of this hill and we're going to start coming down before we go back up again. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Well, on that one, <clears throat> I um, I was like, I was like these clarifying uh, conversations. Hopefully, you do too. If you guys have feedback for us, you can always Twitter us. He's at Jamal Crook. I'm at Don Wetrick. And uh, yeah, we we would we would love to hear from you. Um, and and what are you taking on? And does it hit Jamal's criteria, or is it right for you? Is it an opportunity because you think that you're going to chase a treasure? And is that treasure worth it? Mm-hmm. The points that Jamal has made today. All right. Well, we will uh, be putting these out as often as we can. And uh, always appreciate you guys' patience and, uh, and, and support. So for Jamal Crook, this is Don Wetrick reminding you, there's opportunities are everywhere. We'll see you.